Welcome back, everyone, to the Eat Speed Podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. You know, we have a lot of news coming up this week. We, we, there have been uh, just all these restaurants opening and closing. But the most significant thing, and we're going to talk about some of the others uh, in a little bit, particularly around Grapevine, Colleyville, that area, and kind of the barbecue burger transitions. We always have barbecue and, and burger places opening and closing and, and changing. But first, we want to talk about what's happening with the wineries and the wine bistros. We've lost a couple of big wineries, Robert. Well, we haven't. I don't think we've quite lost Lightcatcher yet. I believe their last day is uh, September 16th. Lightcatcher Winery, uh, which generally open usually just Friday through Sunday, um, is in a f- part of far west Fort Worth that I have said looks like hill country. It's got a beautiful patio, hilly, tree-covered area. After um, a couple of glasses of wine, it looks like a hill country. I, I, I don't need that much wine. It, it doesn't quite look like Fredericksburg, but it, but it is a nice area of Fort Worth uh, uh, near the lakes. And uh, it's kind of one of these weird um, secrets that's not that secret. You know, there's, it's got definitely got a following, and the owners uh, announced via a newsletter to their subscribers that they would be retiring in September. Yeah, we looked at it 10 years ago uh, for a wedding uh, venue, for a rehearsal dinner. I mean, it's a beautiful patio and the texas countryside and it's really a pretty part of texas uh yeah a couple of a few years ago we we do a patio story pretty much every year now because almost any restaurant that opens now seems to have a patio but um we were doing so many of these stories that we did a patio hall of fame and the light catcher uh winery patio is on that hall of fame well, well now they are not serving full meals for their last two weeks and what's happened here they put the, they're retiring they put the winery up for sale and all the property and so for the last two weeks now they have uh, so they have salads they have cheese plates and they have desserts and i think the salads do come with grilled chicken or some grilled item if you want so they have kind of a light menu and it's uh, dinner Friday, lunch and dinner Saturday, and lunch Sunday for the next t- two weekends, I guess. And but still live music on Sundays? Still li- very much live music. They're known for live music. Have but, you been? But it's up for sale, right? So there's it's a sold. chance. It's, it's sold. sold. It's sold. It's, sold. Yeah. it's gone. It's closing. And all the wine is going out the door. So uh-huh. if you want a whole case of light catcher wine. At a discount. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to pick it up. Yeah. So that that's sold. Selena Gomez is still trying to sell her house in West Fort Worth, but light catchers. Light catchers sold. So, mm-hmm. And one of the references, I don't know if this is even true. I haven't talked to Karis, but one of the references said another restaurateur bought it. So we'll see what so, kind of venue. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it. It's a very nice venue. Now, that was a whole winery shutting down uh, within the next couple of weeks. But now we, what we had was a wine bistro that closed. And this was, at one point, a pretty popular one. And it was, I, I got to say, it, it, it was sudden, but it was not a complete surprise. Uh, when Max's Wine Dive closed, we're not exactly sure what the date was, but um, 360 West uh, tweeted the photo or uh, put a Facebook uh, post of the photo on uh, Monday night. Probably the first of the month is usually when leases out. And uh, they, the Max's is based in Houston. They had a uh, Dallas location that closed um, last year, I believe. The Max's in Fort Worth had been known for some pretty good chefs. Um, first, Stephen Rochelle, who was uh, one year uh, Fort Worth, Texas top chef. Uh, he went to Texas Blue and Keller, and he has since left there. Actually, he went to Houston first. Mm-hmm. Uh, to He was there briefly to run a restaurant. Then he came back for Texas Blue and Keller. He's since left there. Um, Steve, do you know what Stephen's up to? 
Uh, he's opening someplace in Arlington. Yeah, we've yeah, heard this from <laughs> North Arlington, although <laughs> no disclosure yet yeah. of what that's going to be. And uh, after that, very briefly at Max's was Victor Villarreal, who's now working um, uh, with Sarah Culinary Services, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a uh, more of a catering, health-oriented catering, but he also um, does a lot of pop-up dinners. Yeah, and he has a Sunday supper he does pretty regularly also. Yeah, and um, and after that was Jenna Kennard, who also got attention, uh, and she's been working with Paula Dean. So they, were, they generated some pretty good chefs. They um, had some chefs go through there, but everybody said it was a corporate restaurant, that there were menus sent by Houston. The, the chefs had a little freedom to freelance. Yeah, Stefan had a lot of freedom to freelance. There was but, like a, uh, the rest of yeah. them, I don't think, had as much freedom. There yeah. was like a left side to the menu, and, a, and there was like a corporate side to the menu and a chef side to the menu. But I think Steve's right. I think that was actually one of the reasons Victor left, is because mm-hmm. he didn't have the freedom that he, that had been given to the chefs pre, uh, previously. And we're talking about Max's Wine Dive in So 7, which closed last week. Uh, which surprised us all. At one point, I mean, my friends talked about it and said that was the best Sunday brunch in town. Was it Max's? It was, it was a really good brunch. They had really good fried chicken too. They did a Monday brunch, a service yeah. industry brunch. It was uh, it was good. Um, that um, that area you had mentioned that was like the fourth anchor restaurant to close in South Seven. Right, the So Seven, the Italian Bistro closed. Oh, I forgot about yeah. The Love Shack location closed, and then Mudsmith after Love Shack. Mudsmith Coffee, which closed. And and now Max's is the fourth to close, but you still have strong anchors there. You have uh, Chewy's. Chewy's, which uh, which is huge. Fun district. Then, and then what's coming is zero degrees. Right, and zero degrees has been um, kind of um, blown the doors off with its Arlington locations. They've had lines out the door. It's uh, Latin Asian fusion. Uh, Latin Asian fusion. I believe it's uh, Bud. You've been right. I have written about. Uh, I've been in the door. I didn't wait in the line. So um, it's sort of. Uh, it looks like a, not only just Latin Asian fusion, but very munchy oriented. They do a lot of stuff with hot Cheetos, and um, they do a lot of um, manganadas. Um, drinks, fruit oriented stuff. A lot of drinks and cocktails and and. Uh and popcorn and Cheetos and almost like Asian fusion concession food with bar drinks. And the but, one in, uh, it's in Champions Park, right, in Arlington? Yeah, it's, it's in Champions in, Park in Arlington. There's another one in South Arlington in that uh, awful-looking shopping center where the Smashburger yeah. was. I can't think of the name of that. The uh, the Champions Park uh, location especially has been having uh, out-the-door lines. Um, so we're going to... Look and see what happens with this So7 location, which could open this month. So there's nothing wrong with So7, but now I, a couple of people commented, Steve, what do you think about this one? You know, when, when Max is closed, people said uh, that people want cocktails. They don't want wine bars. What, what do you think about the... Um, well, I, I, I like cocktails and wine, so <laughs> I could do either. What trend do you see? I mean, do young people want more cocktails? I than, think young people are more into cocktails than they are wine. You know, i I got to say the Wine bars we have left, two of them are packed. I went in crew at Clear Fork Sunday night, and I, I wrote about it. Actually, we went Saturday and, and uh, Monday night both uh, because I couldn't believe what I saw the first time. The Saturday night, the, uh, the pizza was, was, was good. The salads were good. The entrees were good. And the place was absolutely crawling with, with people. I mean, it was, it was jam-packed. Then I read the social media comments. Some people calling crew the best restaurant in Clear Fork. So we went back on Monday night. Monday night, you get a free pizza if you order a bottle of wine. We skipped oh. we skipped the free pizza, but um, but Sounds we like my kind of place. Right. But we had uh, we had pot stickers. We had uh, you know we had they had a thirty dollar fillet dinner special, 
Uh, we just had appetizers and desserts, but it was the best chocolate lava cake I've had since uh, Lesep closed. And I, I really think that, that, that Crew has been underrated as a food restaurant. The other one that's always crowded is Winslow's. So Crew and Winslow's, both for wine bistros, do well, and Winslow's just opened his wine shop across the street. And would have been the Grand Crew on Magnolia, which is not related to Crew in, in Clear Fork. It's always been um, fairly full. I've been to a dinner at Grand uh, Crew. And um, right down the street is uh, Kenton Company Wine, which is a little sure. uh, pricier, I think, but it's also full. And they don't have, they have snacks, but not a full menu. Right. right? Uh, Winslow's does have a full menu. Yeah, Winslow's has, uh, you know, a big dinner menu and, and brunch on Saturday and Sunday. And, and, uh, and Winslow's is now open Mondays. So if you're, uh, if you're somebody whose country club is closed Mondays, Winslow's. <laughs> and it really feels, it, it does, it's on Camp Bowie uh, at um, Clover Lane, if I'm not mistaken. It's in the old the old. And it it feels like a building. neighborhood, uh, it feels much more neighborhoody, I think, than the other one. Yeah, yeah. We, used, we used to go there a lot when there was a knitting store, right? A couple of uh, doors down because Susan likes to knit. Knitting store, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> and wine and knitting. Uh, yeah, so Susan would go get some yarn, and then we'd go have some wine. I meant uh, that, and we used to go to Time Tens too. And, yeah. and you know, that's oh, not Times here. Ten closed, too, right? So. Yeah, so and then that that's not here anymore. So yeah, it's uh, it's becoming. I was I can't remember the name of this place, but it seems like a more game oriented place. I mm -hmm. sort of I sent Steve some uh, uh, information on it because he was asking what happened to Times Ten. It closed in um, January, I think, mm -hmm. and they've already announced um, uh, what's going in there. And of course, um, and it's a game place, and yeah. I can't think of it. Either. And one yeah. of the, one of the nice things about that location was it had its own parking, which was kind of tough around there. Right, yeah. right. And it's going to get, uh, it might be a little tougher now that there's metered parking in the West 7th area and one-way streets and um, people are going to have to figure things out. That's um, meant you to calm things down a little bit. Yeah, Go ahead. You mentioned cocktails. Um, we had a, a new cocktail bar open uh, about a week and a half ago in downtown Fort Worth. Um, the... No, even the people who worked at the Aloft or Aloft Hotel don't seem to be able to agree on how it's pronounced. It looks like Aloft. I've heard Aloft as well. Uh, it's that, a, that would get confused with Hayloft. Right, yeah. And it's a, it's a boutique hotel that opened on 3rd Street in downtown Fort Worth. And there is a nice little uh, cocktail bar in there at WXYZ. Um, went in there at happy hour a couple of Fridays ago. Uh, it's getting a mix of hotel guests and locals. Well, what the Aloft, the Aloft is a Starwood concept. And it's like the W is the luxury, you know, um, contemporary, modern. And then the Aloft is the mid-price business contemporary modern. So and, it's uh, nice to have an aloft. Zender, the guy at the, uh, who was uh, um, at the WXYZ bar, uh, who's uh, one of the bartenders at night, um, talked to some guests, um, and they were looking for a place to go, and he, he recommended another downtown uh, cocktail bar, Thompson's Bookstore, which is a real cool little place. It's about two blocks from the Star-Telegram. <laughs> Has a morgue down in the basement. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an interesting little place. It's got a speakeasy part to its basement. And uh, it's... Um, they have stuff from, like, an actual morgue right, in there. Yeah. And uh, the other cocktail bars I can think of are proper, which is probably my favorite. It's more laid back. And uh, the usual, both of them on Magnolia, but different ends of the street. I, I'm glad we're talking about cocktails, but we kind of need to get back to talking about 
food and dining. So, uh, I mean, there are some new restaurants. There's some changes out in the uh, – we've been talking about downtown Fort Worth, but out in the Grapevine Colleyville area. Uh, we need to talk a little bit about some of the changes out there. Uh, we, uh, on the way home from vacation last week, we came out of the airport and stopped at the new Saviano's. And, I, uh, of course, Saviano's is a family-owned restaurant. It's been out there about 15 years. The family's first restaurant is in Long Island. Uh, just a reliable corner, like a step above a pizza and pasta cafe. Uh, you know, we had a little bit more developed menu. But what they did, they closed down for the much of the summer during the construction, and they remodeled the dining room. They added a very nice flashy bar. They uh, jazzed up the, the dining room some. They added more items to the menu. And you have a few people who say, I want my old Saviano's back. So you have a, a few complainers. But, you you know, the, the dishes we had were good. Some of the new dishes we had were good. And it's good to see the, that family trying to step up and invent the restaurant for the next generation. And this is on the 121 This corridor? is This is on, uh, no, Saviano's original. It's on Euless North Main. Uh, off of Airport Freeway, it's right where you come out of the airport and you turn there where people went to North Main Barbecue or still go. Uh, Saviano's is right there, and it's in the same space. It's just they divided the, the dining room and the bar differently. Uh, the bar looks like a great place to sit. The dining room's a little noisy, but they have new menu items. And if you're one of the people who doesn't like the changes and wants some of the old menu items back, they're actually releasing the menu again and bringing back some old items to go with the new items. So the uh, Saviano's is, is, uh, has been out there for nearly 20 years in Euless, making people happy. Now, there's a lot. I'm on the 183 leg, and you've got a lot of changes to talk about on the 121 side. So, well, on the 121 side, um, there's been the continual development of Glade Parks. I think the most north, noteworthy thing that happened there recently um, was um, a few months ago, a Hop Dottie Burger Bar opened there. Um, there's also um, about a year, year and a half ago, Lazy Dog um, Cafe opened a location there. It's um, very nice patio, dog-friendly restaurant. Most restaurants with patios these days are dog-friendly, but they have a little dog menu. I took my Great Pyrenees there um, shortly after the opening. He was still a puppy. What's his favorite thing? Uh, well, they served him a water dish, but it was in cardboard, so he took over the water dish and ate the dish. Um, been to a few other restaurants where they actually serve an actual dish, and it's better. He actually drinks the water and doesn't um, um, tip over the dish. And then just uh, recently, just uh, yesterday, um, we learned that the Londoner, popular British pub restaurant on um, Colleyville Boulevard, has closed its Colleyville Boulevard location, but is going to reopen, they hope by the end of September, on 121 in what used to be a location of Dallas Craft Company. They spoiled me forever on sticky toffee pudding. I think the Londoner has the best sticky toffee pudding I've ever had. And I've ordered it several times since then at other restaurants, hoping it would be as good as the Londoner. What, Nothing's ever as good. What is a sticky toffee pudding? Oh, it's, it's something like a flan with a toffee flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to be able to describe it properly. But uh, okay. it's something we've all been to the dentist recently, yeah. and it's something the dentist both doesn't want you to have and wants you to have so that you'll pay more for your, your teeth. Yeah, See, we'll just call it London Flan. Okay, London Flan. Okay, yeah. I got yeah. that. But, you know, and so the Londoner has that. Of course, they have all the um, soccer games, all the. Uh, they were know. very big during the World Cup. Right, People, and they have. But they were on a stretch of Colleyville Boulevard that has been under construction. 
I've lived in Northport, uh, North Tarrant County for 15 years. I feel like there's been parts of uh, Colleyville Boulevard that have been under construction that entire time. Right. The highway gods are punishing Colleyville by keeping their highway perpetually under construction. So, But they're moving to... Um, to 121, and there's another restaurant opening very close by on 121. Um, Chef Point Cafe, which is actually going to be opening pretty close to the New Londoner location. The, the, the Calamari Conoco from Watauga. Yeah, it's, uh, um, if you go to the Chef Point Cafe website, you will automatically be assaulted by Guy Fieri um, uh, because Guy Fieri did a diners and drive-ins and dive segment at Chef Point Cafe. It's, it's still safe. The, it's it's still safe to go to the website. That's just a warning. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's known as just just put your computer on mute. It's known as um, the uh, gourmet restaurant and a gas station. Um, one of the best things they have there is something called Better Than Sex Chicken. I don't know if it's better than sex, but it's a, it's some really great chicken. Um, the first time I walked in, there was a big stack of Quaker State motor oil right as you come in the front door. And on top, there was a little chalkboard that said, tonight's special duck a l'orange. And I thought, okay, this place has got something going. Well, this is where they uh, he couldn't get a loan for a restaurant. So he they said, but you could have a loan for a gas station. Right, right. And so I'm assuming that now he can get a loan for a restaurant. Well, yeah. and, and the question is, is there as much mystique? You know, will people still love Chef Point if there's no Conoco pump out front? <laughs> The food, the food is good, but there, I I gotta admit sometimes you look at the menu and you're going this is a little pricey for a restaurant and a gas station. If you put it in an actual restaurant structure, I'm curious, you know, if people will react to that. Now, Robert, I, you wrote about this. I hope I don't uh, catch you offside with this, but there are also uh, something new at Grapevine Mills. Oh, the gaming place. Yes. Corky's Gaming. Bistro. Corky's Gaming Bistro. Is it more gaming or bistro? It's more. Um, it's it's more gaming. I think they have uh, a lot of. I want to say the numbers, it was over 70 classic arcade games, and you're talking Galaga, Asteroids, Pac-Man. Um, there was like a dozen pinball machines. I haven't actually been there, but I have. I did report on it. Um, they do have a, a menu that looks like it's a kind of an order-from-the-counter menu um, of burgers, flatbreads, tacos, things like that. But it, it looks much more like it's drawing in um, people for the games and you know you can have some food with your game i know you had something and then um there's also we were talking about barbecue and burger yeah i mean we we do need before we go we need to wrap up all the barbecue and burger revolving door of the last week some Uh, of which is also in northeast Tarrant. right yeah well i mean of course the big one i guess is is uh is crescent but let's come back to to that in a minute you in northeast Tarrant, you've got some Burger news. Well, there's there's just a burst. Uh, not all these places have opened yet. In fact, most of them have not opened. But um, BurgerFi, which uh, has a location in uh, Champions Park in Arlington, looks very close to opening at Beach and Western Center in North Fort Worth in a former Three Parrots taco shop. Signage is up. Uh, the last time I drove by, which was last week, there was still a lot of unboxed stuff inside, but they look very close. To How open. do you describe BurgerFi? It's it's it, a uh, it's the, an in and out kind of place where you have to you need to get a double, but it's got shakes. Yeah, it's got shakes. In fact, high end shakes. The shakes are very good. Yeah. Um, the the comparison I would make is um, Chop House Burger um, because they both have this sort of small burger menu, but they kind of and uh, Liberty Burger is another one. It's kind of like this is sort of a small burger menu where they put more emphasis on the gourmet, unquote, um, part of the burger. Yeah. I remember about Burger 5 when you and I went, they had a, they have a garden burger and then they have a double burger that's a beef patty and a garden burger patty. It's just for your conscience. It's something like the indecision burger or something like that that's right. for, for people. And people, 
it seemed odd to me um, that anybody, you know, no vegetarian is going to order a burger that's part vegetarian and part uh, beef. And it seemed odd to me that any beef eater would order one that's uh, that's but uh, that's a combo like that. But um, apparently, people order it. We've got more new burgers out there, so go ahead. And then um, Shake Shack, the uh, New York-based uh, chain, um, just recently announced that they are going to be opening. They've actually been working on this location for quite some time, but they're going to have a a location in South Lake Town Square sort of on the southeast part of the square near... Um, in the area there where Blue near Trader was, Joe's. Near yeah, Trader no, Joe's. Near Trader okay. Joe's, So yeah. uh, way across the square from Hop Dot. Yeah. And then in, and, in Park Village. Uh, Park Village, there's a Bear Burger, which uh, we don't it's know... It's not whole, Bear Meat. Yeah, don't, don't, don't yeah B-A-R-E Burger. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about this right now, other than it's based in New York. And then uh, something else was announced for South Lake, and I know even less about this, uh, Everest Burger. The only Everest Burger I found is uh, something in um, California, I believe in Santa Rosa, California. I'm not sure if this is the same thing. We found out about it via an Instagram post, and then it was on the new biz list for South Lake. Where is Grub Burger Bar? Grub Burger Bar is going to be on Heritage Trace Parkway. The, Far north. Okay. Yeah. The building, it's a, it's across from Reliance Town Center. The building is up. The signage is not. It's a new build. There's a really nice um, kind of one-mile walk park um, right behind it, and they're kind of trying to make this building. Uh, there's also a, a crab restaurant uh, coming in there, too, and I, uh, Shell Shack, that's what's coming in there. Oh, sure. There's restaurants all over the place, and there's burger places all over the place. Yeah, but this will mainly compete yeah. with Liberty. This will be this will yeah. be a, a more of, of a, I don't want to say. And I've been to the Grub in Dallas, and they do very good shakes, too, and yeah. they do some alcoholic shakes. This will be, I mean, Liberty kind of rise above all those drive through chains, and this will this will be in the Liberty kind of caliber. If you ever deal with the traffic at a Heritage Trace Parkway and I-35, you're you're basically going to want to go to the thing that's to your right, so you don't have to make a left turn anywhere because the traffic there is just kind of nuts. Well, but the traffic, the new toll lane, I'm amazed how fast it is to get to Alliance now, and that's also made it a lot quicker to get to 407 Barbecue in Argyle. Um, and I I have yet to be I've been to a lot of stuff in Argyle. I've yet to go to 407, yeah, but I understand in, he's um, making some uh, changes. He's there. moving. He's he's. Uh, of course, that's in the what used to be called Corral City there by the Paradise Liquor. And he opened in a trailer. Then he built kind of a restaurant around the trailer with a, a dining room. And now he's taking over a, a full restaurant space on the east side across I-35. He'll be on the Flower Mound side of I-35. And uh, so he's building a full restaurant there. So 407 Barbecue is, is – and he's going to do this – in just like a couple of days, he's going to shut down at one place and open at the other and not lose a step. So 407 Barbecue, really popular in the Speedway neighborhood, is just moving across the highway. And as far as I, as I recall, um, Daniel Vaughn, the uh, barbecue editor for Texas Monthly, had some really good things to say about 407. 407's really good. And then we have a couple of other little barbecue revolving doors going on. We have one in uh, downtown Fort Worth, the Smoke Pit, which is kind of a, which is a 60-year-old barbecue restaurant, barbecue and beer place, um, just right across the Belknap Bridge from downtown. Um, that is going to be open at least through the end of September. It's open at lunch only, and eventually we'll move into the former Sammy's location at uh, Beach and Belknap. So moving to a larger location, the Smoke Pit property uh, has been sold, will turn into something else. And so the Smoke Pit, as soon as Sammy's is ready, then they'll move the Smoke Pit into Sammy's. Uh, how do you move something into a former barbecue place unless it's another barbecue place? You'd have to almost 
tear the building down because it just is impermeated with smoke. Right. Well, the other place is a barbecue place too, so it's it's uh-huh. you know one one barbecue place takes over the other barbecue place, and mm-hmm. so it uh, all that smoke doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and so the smoke pit will move the the Friday double cut pork chop special will be up the street at Sammy's, but that won't be for a few more weeks yet. The smoke pit is still open at lunch. And then the other little revolving door is in Crescent. And, uh, you know, gosh, we've, we, have, we have always talked about about uh, Barbecue on the Brazos at Crescent, and now uh, Barbecue on the Brazos is moving next door, and Roosters by Rooster Bean, who was on, he was on Manvry Food when he was in Nashville. You know, he's open Roosters, in the old location in the Texaco station. Is it is it open now? It's open now. It opened last week. Okay. So Roosters is open. And, and one of the big uh, hang-ups for barbecue on the Brazos with the owner there, the owner there wanted them to keep longer hours. And so, right. bar- so Rooster is open uh, at 11 every day instead of earlier, but he's open till 7 every day. And they have steaks and stuff there too, right? I, 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 I haven't gone yet. Originally, okay. it was going to be barbecue and steakhouse, but I haven't seen a picture of a steak from there. All I've seen is brisket. Okay. Oh, but Roosters is open. Barbecue on the Brass will have their trailer out soon, and they'll be back maybe right next door in Crescent. Okay, well, this was a big episode. We covered everything from wine to barbecue. Steve, what wine do you put with barbecue? Uh, red. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> Yeah, as far as, as wine goes, I'm like um, Thomas Hayden Church and Sideways. Tastes pretty good to me. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to – you don't have to go to the Gewurztraminer. I almost couldn't say – you don't have to go that far. Just any, any wine with barbecue is fine. All right, well, we'll be back with more. I'm sure there will be more burger openings and closings, and we'll be back with more next week on the Eat Speak podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. 